0: Well, we are, as I mentioned, 16 days, 16, I'll say that one more time, 16 days away from Christmas. For those in the room that have children, that is 16 harrowing days. It's a reminder that you have 16 days to finish your Christmas shopping, 16 days to finish uh, fulfilling my Christmas list—it's not very long. I'll, if you need ideas, see me after church. I'll make sure. I had... no, just kidding. You know, this is though the second Sunday in Advent, and for those that were here last Sunday, we we began Advent with the gift of hope—the reminder that God gives to us, not just His Son Jesus, but also a precious. Well, quite frankly, an important gift. The gift of hope. Because it's a gift we need. It's a gift we must carry. When we think about the world that we live in, it's a world filled with fear. A world filled with anger. A world filled with wanting one thing from us. Our hope. Our hope that tomorrow will be better. Our hope that today will be the day. See, the world wants to take that away from us because it knows that if it can get that from us, if it takes our hope from us, then what will be filled in that space is fear, trembling fear. And so God opens Advent by giving us that gift. And I reminded you last week that that is not just a gift for one month, for one Sunday, but it is a gift to be used throughout the entire year. And that my hope for you and for me is that in 2019, we celebrate Christmas not one day, but we celebrate it every day. And that one of the ways we do that is by embracing hope, by celebrating the gift of hope that God gives to us. And so here we are on the second Sunday in Advent. We've lit now two candles. This Sunday is about love about love, love that God has for you, and love that comes in a gift, a precious gift that resides in a manger. It's God's love for you, born in his Son. God loves you so much, as it says in the scriptures, that he gave his only Son so that all would know. Paul wrote in Romans that for while you were sinners, Christ died for you. Think about that. Christ is going to come in a child, grow up, and then go and be beaten. Go and suffer. Go and die for you. All because of his love for you. And it's not just his love for the stranger or for those who fully embrace God it is it is the love for every single one of his children God loves you so much that he shall die for you that he shall suffer for you This Sunday in Advent we begin that look at love because you see when we have hope and we mix it with love The truth is, what I believe is that we can journey through just about any kind of pain that the world throws at us. Any kind of moment of of, of doubt that begins to fill our hearts of brokenness, of pain, physical or emotional or spiritual. Having hope and love at our center, at our core, allows us to smile I mean, the truth is, isn't it interesting that this season that we are in, I don't know if it's just, if it's just because it, it's Christmas or what, but it seems like we all of a sudden go from a world of peace and calm into a world of chaos. Now, sometimes I think it's because people look at the calendar and realize, oh, I only have so many days left to find that perfect Christmas present. I mean, isn't it true that uh, for whatever reason we can go to the store, whether it's uh, Walmart or whether it's Kroger or Meyer or wherever it might be, and it's like all the crazies are out now, and I'm not one of them. It's everyone else. But isn't that how it is? It's like at Christmas, for whatever reason, we just sometimes just dread going shopping. That's me, because I know what I'm going to run into when I go to the store. People filled with anger, people filled with hate. They just seem so mad. It's like all of a sudden, everyone went to the happiest place on Earth at Disney, and all of a sudden I met all the upset parents in one place here in Ohio. I don't know why that is. I don't know why that brings it out, because you see, the essence of Christmas isn't that at all, is it? The essence of Christmas is love. It is hope. It's also peace and joy. That's what we should embrace, not just even in the month of December, but throughout the year. But why is it that it shows up? And maybe a better question is, is knowing that exists, how can we, as God's children, carry that hope and love to those around us, to those we encounter, both at home and out in the world? How can God work through us to share The greatest gift that we will ever receive. The gift of Jesus. Well, I think we have to begin to look at the Christmas story that we all know very well. It's the Christmas story because what happens right at that manger? Who is there? Well, it's Mary, it's Joseph, and it's a child. It's a mother, it's a father, and it's a baby. Right there, born, right there together in that dark place, in that dark world. It is a family unit. It is God's family. It is your family. Now, I recognize that at Christmas time, for some families, that's hard to wrap their mind around. Because there's always someone who's estranged. Maybe there's that one relative in your family that that at Christmas you just, you hope maybe they get lost on the way to Christmas dinner. Or they're really late. Or they have to leave early. I don't know. But there's that one person that you just struggle to be around. Or maybe maybe the opposite is true. You just wish that one family member would show up who's not there. You just wonder. You just hope to be able to see them once again. I recognize that for a lot of families in our world that exists today. And it is heartbreaking. It is sad. But for us, we need to acknowledge the family that we are a part of. Because it's more than just what sleeps under our roofs at night. It is, look around. You are amongst family. You are amongst brothers and sisters. Mothers and fathers. Grandparents, great-grandparents, children. You are in a family. And it is God's desire to have all of us connected to each other one way or another. Because even in this season of great joy, of great peace, of great love and hope, there is sorrow, there is sadness. But God gives us this gift of love so that we can share that love with those around us so that for each of us, we feel a sense of hope that is shared through us, maybe even in spite of us, for those around us. But it starts with the family. Because on that first night, in that first moment, there was a family that God created. And your family was there too. Your family was there too. And so we recognize that, okay, the first family was there. We are a family. But what about those outside? What about those strangers that we meet? in the store or at the restaurant? What about those that I work with who, some I really enjoy and some get on my very last nerve. What about them? Well, God wants you to look at them as family as well, to recognize that they too are your brothers and sisters. They too need hope and love in their lives. I find it interesting, one of the things that I did this past week when I, when I wasn't sick, was I thought to myself, I'm going to tell anyone I meet outside in the world, Merry Christmas and have a blessed year. Just because I wanted to see what would the a- reaction be of those that I encountered. Well, how would they respond to that? Because one of the things, as I said, it, you encounter is that you, you see people just stressed out. And so one of those moments, I was at a gas station buying, buying a soda, and, and the person behind the counter, and I was only there for just maybe two minutes, three, but I could tell that this individual was very stressed out. I, I mean, at least on all appearances, they seemed irritated by my near, mere presence there. I don't think it had anything to do with me, but they just seemed like, please pay and get along please move along, I I have something better to do, even though they were just sitting there. And so the money exchanged hands, and before I left, I said, I just wanted to say, Merry Christmas, and have a blessed rest of the year. And the individual looked at me, and just smiled, and said, thank you, Merry Christmas to you too. And I left, and walked out the door. But what I noticed in that moment as I left was the individual who I was speaking with smiled. Now they may have been in a great place before I arrived and and maybe they weren't having a bad day, but from what I felt as I encountered them was was that uh, there was something wrong. Whether it was just in that moment, whether they were having a bad day, maybe they were having a bad month or bad year. Maybe they were sad or broken or angry about something. I have no idea. But I noticed that they sensed something. Because the individual's smile had spoke volumes. What I saw was they felt recognized. They felt acknowledged. They felt like, at least what I think anyways, they were part Of a family again. Now I don't know the individual story. And I didn't go back an hour later. To see if they were still smiling. But I believe that God worked through me. In that moment. To share the gift of Christmas. I didn't have to hand the individual. A wrapped present. I didn't have to hand the individual. A card or anything other than just my smile. And saying Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And it was through those two words that God shared his love with that person. But also God shared love in my heart. And I believe that is what we should be called to do. Too often we hear, don't we? Don't say Merry Christmas. Say Happy Holidays. I don't believe that's right. Because I believe when we say Merry Christmas... We are saying, God says to you, he loves you. Because he is about to give you, you, a gift. A gift of hope. A gift of love. A gift of peace and of joy in his son, Jesus Christ. Because that is what God, that is what we can do to carry Christmas throughout the year. And I will tell you here today, it is okay in February. It is okay in May. It is okay in July to say to someone, Merry Christmas. They might look at you strange, but I bet they're gonna smile. Whether it's on the outside or whether it's on the inside, I bet they might smile. I don't think they'll call the medical staff to come hold you away. <coughs> but I believe they'll say, Thank you. And Merry Christmas to you. Because I believe if we do that, we embrace the love of God. We embrace the love that God has for you. Even if you feel broken and lost. Even if you feel like, no, I do not deserve God's love today. I do not deserve God's love now. If we use that view and say, but Merry Christmas, I believe we will begin to feel love will feel hope. Because that is the essence of the season. That is the essence of Christmas. That is the essence of the gift that God has given to you. Our story out of scripture, we hear from Zechariah, who, who looks to an angel. Now, and you need to understand, here is a man, here is a man who, once in his lifetime, maybe twice if he's really lucky, but maybe only once, gets to go into the room where only the select few get to go, into the presence of God in the temple. And when he enters that space, which only few get to see, there is an angel. And the angel says to him, I am going to, God is going to, you are about to receive a gift. And what does he do? No. No, we, we can't accept that. We cannot accept this gift. We're, we're too old now to receive this gift. But isn't it true for us when God says to to you, I want to give you a gift of hope. I want to give you the gift of love. Isn't it true at times, we may not use the words, but we might say it, no, I, I don't deserve your love, God. Because that's what he was doing in the temple. The angel was saying to him, God is giving you a gift of love to share with the world. And he was saying, no, I can't do it. And he started giving excuses. And the angel said, no, you're getting this gift anyways. Part of the reason he clams up his mouth is because he wants them to appreciate the love that he is receiving. Eventually he will open his mouth at the end of this section in the gospel. And what does he do? He shouts with joy. He shouts with praise because he's received a gift in his son, John. You too are receiving a gift in Jesus. And you too should shout from the rooftops with joy, with gladness. Because it is in that son, in that beautiful child, that you are loved. That no matter what dark place you find yourself in someday. No matter what place of despair or doubt you find yourself in. We can look to that family. And we can see hope. We can see love. And we can smile. So friends. If we can accept God's love. If you can accept his love. Well. The year ahead will be different. The year ahead will be filled with hope. Tears may still roll down your face. Your heart still may break. But you will find hope. You will find love, peace, and joy in this precious gift you are receiving.